This is Laura Deardo with the Becker's Payer Issues Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Stephen Anderson, Vice President of Provider Contracting and Network Administration at Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Stephen, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thanks, Laura. Call me Steve. Excellent. Well, Steve, I know we have a lot to talk about today, a lot going on, but before we dive into our questions, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Yes. So coming up on my 10th year anniversary here in Michigan and with the Blue Cross plan here, I am the executive responsible for the hospital contracts, relationships, and uh, incentive development in the state. We work very closely with our uh, colleagues responsible for physician contracting and collectively trying to pursue affordability, uh, improve the customer experience, and reduce the cost going forward. Got it. So you, it sounds like a huge responsibility and something that um, really is important in, in this day and age in particular, as the healthcare system is so, so vital and experiencing lots of different challenges with the pandemic, but at the same time, you know, needing to figure out how to lower costs and improve quality. So I can imagine that you're kept very busy. <laughs> yes. It's a busy time for in healthcare for sure. Lots of, uh, lots of people trying to get into this space and disintermediate payers and providers and just about everybody. So um, yeah, very busy space and uh, we're trying to stay on our toes. Got it, absolutely. Well, what are the top one or two issues that are consuming most of your time today? Well, it, it certainly is um, the collaboration with the physician uh, between physician and hospital and payer. Um, for too long, we've sat on um, our own corners and tried to make this work as a siloed entity. And I think just now more than ever, um, the need for us to drop walls and begin and in many places continue the collaboration and take it to new heights and new levels is more needed than ever. There's just, I think the pandemic really um, revealed some of those silos and the need for the three of us to work together to better support the patient and meet the demands of the customers out there, you know, the large employers and all employers that are purchasing health insurance. So. Um, that's what I think. I, I, I've, I've felt like there is more inclination towards collaboration uh, through this pandemic. You know, uh, first of all, we need information. We need to know which hospitals are at capacity so we can inform our membership and really society at large. We need to know which physician offices are open. Um, and we need to be able to predict that to support the, the member, the patient in their various journeys. So we've come together in Michigan on a number of occasions um, in a sort of a task force format, hospitals, even the hospital association, some of the physicians, CMOs and the payer, just to coordinate where are the information gaps, where do we need to uh, spend more time and effort uh, in communication and 
really as physician offices were closed uh, and many hospitals were um, deferring elective services, just making our, our community and populations aware of um, those access points and then the restoration of those access points as we got through some of the latter stages of the pandemic. So just from a pure, do not delay your care um, too long. Just from the, that message standpoint, you know, it takes a lot of collaboration to get the, I think to get the member of the patient back engaged in their care during some of those times when access points were shut down and there was a lot of uncertainty about and misunderstanding about, you know, the effects of the pandemic and the, and the disease. That's really great to hear. And especially, you know, the idea of the collaboration between um, the payers and insurers and, and the physicians and providers, because I think it, you know, definitely without that type of coordinated effort, um, care just becomes much more challenging. When you look into the future, do you see this kind of um, relationship continuing to grow and develop? And what are, are some of the unique things that you're seeing coming out of this type of coordinated effort? I hope so. Um, we're certainly poised to continue this level of conversation with the, especially the hospital community. I fear that we will retrench to the pre-pandemic days of, um, you know, siloed and um, sort of internal strategies. When I think, you take telemedicine, for example, I know it's overused, but th that was such a massive change um, and enabling for the patient and the member that I think we can't let that sort of progress proceed. We need to keep that going and all of the things that were like that um, to better support the member. I think, you know, a facility or even physician office centric health system is a thing of the past and we need to flex and encircle the member, the patient to better um, support them. I think a criticism of healthcare has been pointed at the patient for some time, like the patient is doesn't take their medications, doesn't come to their um, appointments, or perhaps, you know, isn't as well as they should be, um, you know, fitness or nutrition or whatever it is. But I, I think we've long too long had this provider-centric um, approach to healthcare that could be enhanced when it's member-centric as opposed to provider-centric and really putting the, the member at the heart of the journey. That's what we're doing here at Blue Cross uh, from a care management perspective, trying to reorient ourselves to the member. And we have a lot of them, five and a half million members, but how do we make them the center of uh, all the strategies, all the goals, to better enable them to pursue their health journeys and, and health quest. 
That's really interesting to hear, especially thinking about, um, you know, what patient-centric care really means and looks like in practice. And I know, uh, you know, with these partnerships that you have with providers at health systems, um, how do you see healthcare continuing to transform um, based on this increased level of collaboration? What will healthcare delivery really look like five or 10 years down the line? Well, if I put on my very visionary hat, uh, I could see a, a a smaller, more nimble system that is oriented towards meeting the patient where they're at, both um, sort of intellectually, like what do you need uh, for your particular journey, but also physically, um, whether that be in the home or uh, over the internet or in person, I think I think the the industry will progress to a more right sized um, right sized complex that enables a patient to pursue wellness. I think um, we have a huge system today and it's sort of like a library and the patient wants to read, but she might not know what particular book or series of books she wants to read. And so she goes to the library and is confronted with, you know, thousands of books. And instead, how do we turn that around and go to the member and say, based on who you are right now, you know, this is the type of care we think we can bring to you. So, you know, it's a little visionary, but um, turning the system upside down and trying to engage the patient uh, and and his or her goals and objectives as opposed to waiting for the patient to show up with a disease or a complaint and then trying to fix that. Well, that would be really interesting to hear and definitely a benefit, I think, from the patient's perspective, for sure. Where do you see the best opportunities for digital transformation in the payer space, especially thinking about all the technologies and potential that's out there? Um, what do you really see as being most exciting to benefit the patient in the way that we've been talking about? I, I, I think it's yet to be discovered, but I think we are getting close. Telemedicine was a major advancement. And like I said earlier, we can't let that progress recede. But what what is the next phase of telemedicine? What is the, the, the app or the vendor or the engagement model that keeps that member engaged, is tracking the vitals, uh, and keeps them on a on the right path for their particular objectives. Um, so I, I don't think it's out there yet. There's a lot of investment going on, um, trying to figure that out. Um, but um, I'm optimistic. I think um, you're seeing versions of it today. Lavongo has an amazing approach to uh, engaging the diabetic patient um, they got acquired 
and maybe there's a new model coming that's more broad and, and goes beyond diabetes. So I think I think we're seeing um, evolution in in the works, um, but we're not quite there yet. Got it. Well, Steve, thank you so much for joining in with us on the podcast today. This has been a really fascinating discussion, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Yes. Thanks, Laura. I always like putting on my what's going to happen in 10 years hat. <laughs>